0: Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to this very special emergency episode of Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we have homeopath Andrea Wakelin from New Zealand to update us on the protests happening in New Zealand regarding the mandates and the role that homeopathy is playing in all of this. Welcome, Andrea. It's lovely to have you on today. Thank you, Eugenie. It's fantastic. We were going to be having a lovely chat today about the remedies and the homeopaths that have been helping the protesters in Wellington against all these mandates, forcing people to have a medical procedure against their will, to be able to you know maintain their jobs and their normal way of living, and then something else has just happened today that's thrown a spanner in the works. Are you able to first tell us what happened today in New Zealand, in Wellington?
1: Yeah, sure. The um, the police. a raid on Parliament in the early hours of this morning with the intention of clearing Parliament grounds of the occupiers. So if you're not aware, there's been an occupation on Parliament's grounds, I think for the last 22 odd days, and a very peaceful uh, protest against the mandates, which have been very, very broad-reaching in New Zealand. The health sector education, all of government-type workers, and with a law they brought in, to try and manage COVID that has basically allowed any business to mandate as well. So they're incredibly broad reaching here. So anyway, um, I've been a bit unwell and I've just woken up to see that there's parliament grounds are on, the trees are on fire, tents
0: are burning. So it's a little bit chaotic and very sad actually. And speaking of tents burning, one of those tents uh, is a tent which actually was very harmonious and lovely and helping lots of people with homeopathic mm-hmm. medicines. Can you tell us a bit about that? When was that set up? How did that come about? And how did the New Zealand homeopathic come together, rally together to help uh, the, you know, what's, what's happening there in Wellington at the moment? Yeah, sure.
1: It was a really special, magical thing, actually. Um, it started out by me just wandering down there one day Um, I think it started the the occupation started on the Tuesday by the end of the week there'd been a call on a local telegram page for some healers to go down and help so I thought oh I'm going to go down anyway and I'll just go and knock on the medic's door and see what they need and see if I can be any help Um, and so I did and they grabbed me the beautiful woman called Jules who's an intensive care paramedic just grabbed me and said, come help, we need you. And um, and I worked with them very long hours for a few days. Um, there's been quite a few police riots early in the morning. So they come in at 4.30 in the morning or 5.30 in the morning, maybe day one, maybe day three, then two days in a row, then nothing for three days. So they're, they're disruptive and they're trying to disrupt people and scare them and, and frighten them off. So there's this kind of activity. And then, of course, there's the front line and a bunch of people face off to the police and there's a little bit of um, scuffle and what have you. Yes, yeah, so supporting, that kind of thing. So after a few days of this, um, I got pretty tired and I was running out of supplies. I'd used up pretty much all of my sack lack and my dispensing bags, etc. Mm-hmm. So I then put the call out to the local homeopathic community via Facebook and rang the local homeopathic pharmacy uh, and just asked for whatever help was available, said this is a beautiful thing. The paramedics are wanting to work with us. They um, are really quite... Um, very very interested and keen on our help and they need our help they need hands on the ground too um, and then the next morning i get to the tent at about nine o'clock and there's eight other homeopaths there mm-hmm. um, and not only that but there's also somebody come with a message on behalf of one of the registration bodies with a large donation to help fund the supplies um, so amazing. And that was a day of galvanizing a team. And then I thought, golly, it's not just me um, mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and another local homeopath have also been helping. Uh, but there was all of a sudden going to need a roster and we were going to need to order supplies and we were going to need to figure out how this was all going to work. So I spent a day or two just setting up systems and structures and getting organized. And then the beautiful people on the ground were, you know, doing their magical work um, with people and, uh, and yeah, it took off from there. And it's been a self-managing thing ever since. Uh, and really beautiful. We've got such a fantastic relationship with the medics. They really appreciate what we can offer. Um, they're letting us train them, wow. <laughs> which is really beautiful. Um, and I actually, I a beautiful story I heard just yesterday. Actually, I need to remind myself of this and try and help with some of the sadness of today. But a um, beautiful story from yesterday. The head paramedic was out doing her rounds in camp with one of our homeopaths. And came across a lad, I think it was a young child, it might have been an older person, but anyway, somebody with a fever. And her, her comment was, we need belladonna, mm-hmm. not paracetamol. Her comment would have been oh, previously, right. uh, we need paracetamol um, or ibuprofen, that's their, their go-to. And you know, her response was, we need belladonna. Wow. And I was like, yay, how amazing is that? Mm. So, and they've observed, they've observed us, we can. And what's really interesting is there was in many cases, there was more we could do for people than what they could, mm-hmm. so there's not a lot they can do for the the body aches and the chills except dispense and paracetamol mm-hmm. um or you know the bruises and the cuts and the sprains they can strap them up, and um that's about it they could do for the wounds that we can give you know our beautiful remedies that just help speed up the healing process and take away some of the pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the emotional trauma, a lot of emotional trauma with the pre- police brutality. Mm. Um, so you know, lots of staff and
0: course, course to come and things like this. Mm-hmm. What what sort of other things are you treating at the moment down there, or oh, were, were you treating before the police came in? And
1: yeah, sure. Well, the police stuff is intermittent, so it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when the police activity is happening, and it's always first thing in the morning, very early hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's concussions. There's um, you know, necks, necks being reached, You know placement, putting, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, but, you know, in a headlock. That's the word, in a headlock. And um, so wrenched uh, injuries, sprains. We had a very wet weekend, a very, very wet weekend, a couple of weekends back, and people were um, coming in with really bad blisters, mm-hmm. uh, wandering around in wet shoes and wet gumboots because people just turned up to this thing without really understanding what it was going to be and how long it was going to go for. And I don't think they were prepared for the weather. So, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of wet, cold people for a couple of days. Um, and then we got some hot weather, so you're seeing a little bit of sunburn type mm. activities, kids with sprained fingers from playing basketball, mm. <laughs> um, a few more chronic things, um, you know, the odd heart issue, a little bit of asthma, heart issues, things like this, um, some vaccine injuries were coming our way, mm. a lot of people with vaccine injuries down there that have been woken up rudely to this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and what else? There's a lot more than that. Uh, and now there's some kind of lurgy doing the rounds. Okay. So there's been lots of gelsemium and eupatorium and um, arsenicum and, you know, uh, and interestingly, radiation remedies. We're seeing a lot of burning, bizarre burning symptoms. Wow. Internal burning, um, which some say is part of the the COVID picture. Mm. Um, A lot of debate going on about EMF levels down there. There's Mm. many, many that believe that devices have been planted and have pushed EMF levels um, sky high. And mm. so we've been seeing, yeah, really interesting burns and burns on the skin, like black burns on people's
0: wow. faces. It's um, very which scary. Just very curious. Mm. Mm. And so, so what would you say the overall vibe is in the community down there? It's
1: lovely. It's a really lovely vibe. It's a very, um, it feels like a family-oriented mm-hmm. festival. Wow. It's been beautifully set up. It's had two or three rounds of um, uh, improving. So you know they were there for a week, ten days, and then the bad weather came along, and all the tents fell over and needed to be rebuilt. And then they built stronger, you know, stronger structures (coughs) um, that lasted the distance and covered up walkways with tarpaulins so that there was Mm. where there was shelter, uh, shelter for people and cover for them to walk. But yeah, it's beautiful. They they very quickly realised they were there for the long haul. There's a Mm. fantastically organised food operation, um, fantastic security. Mm -hmm. toilets, the cleanest portaloos I've ever seen in my life (laughs) despite what the media will have you believe Mm. Um, there's even a school being set up there's been two tents side by side, two classrooms created in tents because you've got a whole lot of unemployed teachers and you've got Mm -hmm. a whole
0: lot of kids down there which is very sad when you think what happened today and I've heard that the police were actually taking away some of the toilets there in an effort to try and disperse (laughs) (laughs) so they've
1: had a few attempts of doing things, um, trying to move this out uh, and then we just come back with a stronger response. So they moved the, po- or the, first of all, they blocked all access. So we can't get any food out um, in or out or clear any rubbish or empty the port wow. So then they started transporting everything out by wheelbarrow, um, in and out. And mm. then um, I believe in the last, I've been cropped for a few days, I haven't been in, but um, I believe they then built toilets with mm. uh, plywood and, you know, proper toilets. Somebody's paid for them, bought toilets, built them, and plumbed them directly into the wastewater system beneath the street.
0: Incredible. (laughs) So Kiwi ingenuity at its best. It just seems so bizarre when there's, you know, I'm not going to get political on this, you know, too political on the podcast, but it seems crazy when, you know, Jacinda Arden is just showing so much love and compassion to the Ukrainians at the moment. But there's just not much compassion for the average Kiwi on the street who is concerned about experimental medical procedure being forced on people to be able to just maintain a normal standard of living. So.
1: No, and today, um, well, all throughout, the ambulance service wouldn't bring an ambulance in to Parliament. So we had the odd um, status one that needed to get to hospital Mm -hmm. and we would have to, well, the medics, I'd support wherever I could, um, you you know, arrange exit to hospital in really difficult circumstances and it's it's just heartbreaking. And then today, no ambulances. With all the police uh, violence, there's no ambulances going anywhere near Parliament today. Um, So two of our medics have been shipping people up the coast in a a house bus and treating them on a beach.
0: Wow. So much for just just
1: basic human rights. So compassion. Yeah, compassion. And then in the media today, I just noticed, I don't read it it, because it's too hard to read sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just caught a headline come up on my phone, basically, um, Ardern saying all of the protesters were basically, um, they were there because of misinformation. And actually what you've got at those grounds is a whole bunch of people without work and a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people that are vaccine mm-hmm. um, And, you know, it, yeah. So yeah, the compassion thing is. You know, seriously and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's an act, you know, she turns mm-hmm. it on when she wants to for some purpose. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I believe you've just recently had the big C, well, the other big C as well, <laughs> COVID. <laughs> 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 so um, how did you go with that? And um, how were you able to use your homeopathic remedies to support you through this?
1: Yeah, um, I've been mostly okay. I was a bit rotten for, for a day. Um Yeah, it just feels more for me, more of a chest infection. Um, in fact, I'm sure that's yeah, that's it really. Mm-hmm. Uh although some interesting symptoms around the edge of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've had a couple of days in bed feeling a bit rotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get a test, it was negative, which mm-hmm. was curious. Um and remedies. Brian, and Rustox were really helpful in the first uh, first 24 hours. I
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, felt really good for a day and then um, struggled with some kidney pain
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and sciatica pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether that's directly COVID stuff or what's going on at Parliament and other stuff mm-hmm. creeping into the picture now, I don't know. But yeah, because um, yeah, that's pretty intense. Mm. But yeah, no, i good.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, in- vitamin support's been fantastic as well.
0: Wonderful. Um, is there anything else that you want to, want to have our listeners know about what's happening in New Zealand or any other message that you want to put out there to the public about homeopathy or about what's happening in New Zealand at the moment?
1: Um, I think the thing I've been reiterating to the community here that I feel is just incredibly special is the relationship we have with the medics. Mm. And their willingness and openness to work with us, and and actually it was their want to work with us, um, it's been a really special relationship, and we've learnt from them. You know, if we had, we often had a lot of homeopaths on the ground more than we needed, manning the tent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd say to them, go and buddy up with a paramedic on their rounds, and um, you know, go do your thing. So it, there's been a lot of learning. There's been some great relationships built. Um, the medics are learning too. Um, I think we've got a few converts in our um, midst and some, I suspect, may even go on and train. Who, who knows what the future holds? It's very uncertain times here at the minute, but mm-hmm. um, some beautiful friendships. And, and I, the other thing that was really striking for me was as soon as people realised there was another option available to them health-wise, mm. they just embraced it with open arms because it's not something we get to choose here. You You have one health option available to you you know, One Health Vitality available to you. If you wish to do something else, you find it through your own um, journey and your works. own course mm-hmm. and you seek it out yourself. To then go to a public event, well, call it that if you wish, um, and go and seek some medical support and find that there's vitamins and homeopathy and um, there was a tent of osteopaths and massage people mm-hmm. Um to find that there's all of these other options available, you see their their eyes light up and it just made me realise a lot of people actually instinctively want this Um, and they were so incredibly grateful. So that was really beautiful to see. The demand was huge. Um, But equally, another thing that I felt is very magical of how it played out down there was it's so accessible. Nobody had to pay for anything. It was a cashless um, society down there. Everything was donated and everything was freely available and there was no judgment. So we know that some of Wellington's homeless population were camping out down there with us. Mm. We were treating them. Um, we know, um, yeah, there, there was just all manner of people down there for all manner of reasons. Mm. And it was just beautiful that we could help anybody who wanted help um, and that we could do these daily follow ups. You know, we could say, come back tomorrow and, and let us, because they're all acute. So come back tomorrow, let us know how you're getting on. Um, and we could follow things through. And so there are two things come out of that. One is you can check that people are on the right track, which is great. But secondly, the others around us, such as the medics, could see the healing process oh, and, yes. and observe and learn from that as well. So there was that aspect, but then the accessibility. So people could come back daily and there was no um, physical barrier or financial barrier or class barrier or just just no barriers of any form whatsoever. We were there, we, were, we had open arms, giving hugs out to anybody and everybody and, um, and remedies and following them through. So there, there was a lot of magic, a lot of magic down there. Um, I don't know what it means now, we just kind of still wrapping our heads around what's happened today but we'll see what emerges out of this and um, I have no doubt something will emerge I don't know what it is but I have no doubt that
0: magical things coming Mm -hmm. like a phoenix that will raise from the ashes eh yeah something like that yeah Yeah. Um, Andrea thank you so much for taking the time to record this Um, although you know you've only just yourself uh, you know recovered after being a little bit unwell so you taking the time to come and have a chat I appreciate it so much I am going to be getting this podcast episode up in the air straight away. People need to know about this and I hope they rally behind what you're doing. And I hope that people can see how the medical institution can work alongside the homeopaths to create something really beautiful. Apulous. Thank you so much.